What's going on, everybody? Welcome back to another episode of Putt Stuff. As always, I'm your host, Devin Primrose, joined by my good buddies, Dalen and Pete. What is happening, fellas? I'm tired. I I <laughs> live in a perpetual state of I know, exhaustion. I know you guys work outside all the time, but I just mowed both my lawns this weekend and it was it was too much it was oh, look at, this look at you weekend, doing some it's work wednesday huh it's wednesday you mowed this weekend and you're still tired from it well i kind you've seen my house there's three sections of lawn that need to be mowed the backyard in front of the house and between the driveways for those for those that don't know where peter lives none of these sections are that big no they're what two hours of work maximum yeah to- total total my lawnmower was also broken and i wasn't able to mow the lawn for a couple of weeks so it got pretty tall so it took a little extra time i got to work this morning at 6 30 oh and then got home at 702 oh yeah that sounds Listen, terrible man you know man, you know guys this is not disc golf related but i had to operate a lift like a scissor lift this morning yeah it's so scary I'm terrified of heights. You want to trade? I'll operate your scissor lift if you mow my lawns. Uh, no. <laughs> That's probably not legal anyway. I mean, I used so, to I used to operate a lift for Amazon at their warehouse. Which you know how it has that little extension thing where you can slide it out. Yeah. Yes. And then, then you feel like you're you're literally standing over the edge of the lift. Yeah. And I'm just sure that it's going to topple over at any moment. And I don't ever want to do it again. (laughs) Let's talk about something you do want to do, which is disc golf all the time. Yeah, Dalen. What? (laughs) (laughs) Yeah, Dalen. What about that disc golf this weekend, Dalen? I haven't played disc golf since... June, May, June. Yeah, but surely you you watched the the tournament this weekend, right? Like you watch every tournament. Nobody wants to watch the Mid-America or whatever it's called. That's true. It was in Missouri. And it it honestly was not a great tournament. Watching the bits and pieces of coverage I did watch, this course is not that great, I don't think. Did you watch any of it, Pete, in between your I, mowing your sections of your lawn? So I watched some of it while I was working Friday and then watched a little bit Saturday. And then Sunday, I missed the FPO. I started to watch the MPO and then I fell asleep. And then I woke up when the playoffs started. <laughs> so, yes, technically. Yeah, I just i I didn't think there was anything that stands out about this course. If this event isn't a part of the Pro Tour next year, I don't think anybody will necessarily miss it. Uh, I I think it's fine being a Silver Series, and if at some point the Pro Tour actually separates the Elite and Silver Series like they should, uh, with different players on on in different events, um, then sure, leave it a silver. But I I don't know. I don't think it's anything special. 
yeah it uh like i said i fell asleep during the final round and it just it was a weird energy i feel like from the field like because fpo uh alexis monahano got really far ahead really early and then just kind of died out the second two rounds and there was just a lot of missed opportunities and missed putts all across the board and it just like it made it seem like the course hated that people were playing it i'm i'm really glad i didn't pick tiger borth you did pick on scoggins you did. Yeah, but I didn't pick Tiger Borth like I said I was going to, and she had a plus 35. <laughs> well, we did have some excitement on the MPO side as it went to a playoff between Gannon Burr and Andrew Presnell. Uh, Presnell getting the win in the playoff. Uh, so con- congrats to him. I believe that's his first Pro Tour win. Is that right, Pete? I believe it is as well. Look at his career wins. Pretty, yeah, pretty that's sure. That's the it one is. I see with DGPT in front of it. So, well, good, good. He for wins you a lot of other tournaments. Oh yeah, but only a few other A tiers. Well, yeah, I wasn't. Never mind. I'm just not going to talk anymore. <laughs> uh, just to round it out, the top five on the MPO side in fifth, we had a tie between Nico LaCastro and Joseph Anderson at 19 under. Uh, in fourth was Chandler Kramer at 20 under. Third, Kyle Klein at 21 under. Uh, Gannon Burr in second at 24 under. And Presnell getting the better of Burr in the playoff, also finishing the day at 24 under. Burr, I'm convinced, was uh, jinxed by the commentators because he. I think they literally said something like it would be a shame if it ended because of a 20-foot spit out or like if Gannon threw the disc too hard and it came back out at him because that had happened, I guess, once or twice earlier in the tournament. Yeah. And then Gannon, for, to push it to another hole in the playoff, had a 20-foot putt and it just skid out the side. Like he he legit got commentators cursed. I think that he threw he threw it. He probably betting. (laughs) What kind of degenerate is betting on disc golf? (laughs) Someone wouldn't you if it was was legal here? No, I I don't know if I listen. I'm I'm all about betting on sports. I'm 100 percent behind the legalization of sports betting. I'm. Counting down the days to when South Carolina joins uh, the the majority of the rest of the United States and legalizes it, uh, but for now it's illegal. And if if at ever the point comes to where it is legal in South Carolina, I will be betting on some sports. Disc golf probably will not be one of them, <laughs> just because there's so many. It's the same reason why I don't know why anybody would bet on golf. There's so many, like, just regular ball golf. There's so many variables. There's so many variables. You look at any tournament on any given weekend, it's it's a new name that's up there winning it. You have, you know, the handful of guys that are, I guess, safe bets, if you want to call them that, because they're going to finish probably in the top ten or the top five, maybe even on the podium. But getting the win is so, is so difficult that it's a different guy every week well yeah that's why you just you bet like parlays like gannon bird is gonna get six birdies or something like that i don't know although i will say i've been pretty good with my predictions so 
I mean, maybe I should. I think Dalen's doing better than you still, though. I don't think Dalen is. Because I've gotten like five from Kristen Starr alone. Yeah, but Dalen's gotten a couple Paige Pierce's, a couple Rickies. He got Owen Scoggins this week. I think it's pretty close. Last I knew, I was at seven total. I think he's right there at seven or eight. He's probably close. I'm which, which that checks out for Dalen in sports. So, where <laughs> Dalen just stumbles into the right thing. No, I know what I'm talking about. <laughs> We're somehow, somehow, even when he doesn't know what he's talking about, he still knows what he's talking about. <laughs> I listened to some clues from you guys about what the course is like. I look at where they're from. And then I pick the best person from nearby at the kind of course they're playing. It's simple. Or he does that, or he just picks Ricky Wysocki every week. And then gets burned the one time Wysocki actually wins a tournament. Poetic. (laughs) Well, on the, uh, on the, on the FPO side of things, uh, in fifth, we had a tie between Holland Hanley and Valerie Mandahano at one under. At third, we had a tie between Kat Merch and Lisa Fakus at nine under. In second was Alexis Mandahano at 13 under and winning, just as Dalen predicted, Owen Scoggins at 15 under. Which is crazy because Alexis Montahano, I want to say, had like a three or four she, stroke lead after the first round. She shot nine under on the first round. And then just all she had to do was hold it. And then I think yeah. even for most of the final round was still in the lead and then finally lost it. Uh, I want to say three or four holes out. I want to say nine under was a FPO course record. Yep, and then Holland Hanley tied it the next day. (laughs) Yeah. Yeah. You know what I hate? What? When you're on the PDGA website and Paul McBeth's just fucking staring at you the whole time. (laughs) Where you should go is to the DGPT website because the front page of that is the Burt Kreischer announcement and it's just his shirtless self making a face at you. It's a much better experience. Eh. I have to say, Burt Kreischer seems like the weirdest, but also most fitting dude to be into disc golf, if that makes sense. Oh, yeah. Like, like it seems very random to have, like, like, like a B-tier stand-up comedian be so invested in disc golf, but also it's very fitting for him in particular to be a big disc golf guy. I think calling him B-tier is kind of super unfair. I don't I don't think it is, man. He had a movie made about a joke he told. That's yeah, but, true. With yeah, Mark but, Hamill in it. That's an A-tier comedian. But how I, don't well, care. I don't care what you personally think about him. He's how, an A-tier comedian. How well did that movie do? I don't care. And He's, and here's, here's, here's the difference. Would majority of people know his name? Yes, absolutely. No. I feel like no, a lot no, of no. people do. A lot... A lot of people do, but a majority of people know, and a certain, and especially people over forty. This so that's for that's why I'm saying 40. that's why I'm saying B tier. That's not a knock on him. He's just you know a step down. What current stand up comedians would people over forty know? Jim Gaffigan. 
I feel like has he done anything recently? Yeah, he's still doing stuff. It's not on Netflix. It doesn't count. Well, he switched from Netflix to I think he's Amazon. Yeah, well, that doesn't count. He hasn't done anything since whatever his last Netflix special was. <laughs> I don't know if I would even call him like an A tier stand up comedian, but I mean, you are that's, out of that's, your mind. I, I mean, I mean, that's he's he probably is a good example of one. I mean, John John Mulaney, I would say is is up there as an A tier. That's one that like he's also done a lot of movies now. People know him from stuff, right? Which whereas Burt Kreischer has not, which makes him a B tier. He's we're talking about stand up comedy. We're not talking right. about but, but, mov- but that's, we're not talking but that's about also, movie fame. But that's also part of it. That's also part of it. I cannot believe what you're saying to me right now. Like it's not a knock on the I'm guy. I'm not even like me personally am not like he's not like my, my go to comedian that I listen to on, right. on Netflix. Like I think he's really funny, but between him and a couple others, like typically I lean towards Tom Segura, who is funny enough his podcast partner and like yeah. best friend in the whole world. Um but I stand up comedian wise, in the current era, he's an A tier comedian. I, I I don't wanna hear it. I'm not talking about like whether or not he's funny. I'm talking Bert about, has I'm talking more, about his popularity. Bert Kreischer has more followers on Twitter than Tom Segura. Right, that that checks out. I would because say Tom Segura is lower. <laughs> Tom Tom Segura is like top five. No, no, no. It's it's not. Listen, I I'm not talking about quality at all. It's a popularity thing. Burt Kreischer is definitely a B tier stand up comedian. Just who's who's he's A tier? I just told you, probably Jim Gaffigan or John Mulaney. Fucking Those Kevin are, Hart. Kevin Hart, that's another one. And it's because, and sure, Peter mentioned it's because their movies, they've been in the movies, whatever. That's part of it, though. That also adds to their popularity. Maybe Burt Kreischer just wants to be a comedian. That's fine. An A-tier comedian. He's A-tier. You're just wrong. You're just wrong on this. We can start a whole I'm, other I'm podcast not. about... How Peter, wrong you Peter, are about this. Call your mom right now. <laughs> <laughs> Ask her if she knows who Burt Kreischer is. She probably does because my brother is a huge fan. There we go. Peter's mom knows Burt Kreischer. I feel like that's... <laughs> I'll say Burt Kreischer uh, and my mom will go, is that the comedian that doesn't wear a shirt? Yes, yes, mom. Yes, it is. <laughs> oh, <A-tier>. gosh. <laughs> I, I feel like I'm correct in this, but... I, there's there's no winning with y'all. You are incorrect. The funny thing is, if Peter had said this, I would have argued with him too. I if he had no, if Peter had said that he was, I would probably argue against him. If you had said that he was also, <laughs> you just like to argue. Yeah. <laughs> uh, what 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 is their announcement with him? Anyways, you. Touched on it, but didn't ever actually yes. jump into uh, it. For those who, which I'm sure all of our listeners are fans of uh, Burt Kreischer, The Machine. Sure, every uh, single one of them. Every, of them. <laughs> um, he is going to be at Discraft's Great Lakes Open later this month, um, which 
I, I think it's right before his tour starts because he's going on a world tour in September and it lined up this mm. time when you, when two entities are going on tour, it's very hard to make, you know, like if you're on tour and you're like, Oh, I want to see this. But of course, what well, the thing I want to see is in a different city. Sometimes right. it's hard, but yeah, I want to say the icon of the casual fan and probably one of the biggest, if not the biggest celebrity disc golfer, is going to his first pro tour event. So that's what they're announcing here. He'll have like exclusive merch there, like discs and stuff like that. And I think he'll also be doing a charity event with Paul Macbeth uh, earlier that week. So you're in the great lakes, Michigan area and would like to see the machine, Burt Kreischer, then you should do that. I will agree with you on that, that he probably is the biggest celebrity disc golfer. Yeah, there's him and there's uh I can't remember his name. The guy from Game of Thrones. Um he was only in the final few seasons, but he's the the red-headed guy that lives out in the in the north that's obsessed with Brienne. I mean, you're you're not speaking my language on that. Uh, I know who you're talking about. Cuz he was I think at the PCB Open last year. Oh, nice. What's the uh, Andrew Zimmerman? Yep, Andrew Zimmerman's a big disc golf guy too. Cool, cool. I want to Hormund. That's his name, right? Yeah, you can see. I think the disc golf network they do like a celebrity pro am every year. So if you're interested in seeing celebrities, some you know, some I don't think he's done that. But some other celebrities, if you want to see some chefs or other athletes or movie stars, you know, throw some discs. Check that out. I said we get some, like, pro football players in there. Like, let's see. I think one of them from one of those events was a Green Bay Packers player, actually, at one point. I would love to see, like, the Kelsey brothers attempt disc golf. They're too I busy. Like... They're too busy playing ball golf. Those bastards. Well, fuck ball golf and, and come <laughs> sling some discs and have some fun. What Travis and uh, Patrick Mahomes just beat uh, Steph Curry and Clay Thompson, right? In the the match for golf or whatever. I mean, who who cares? <laughs> who cares? Just Patrick Mahomes winning more stuff is all. Ball golf is boring. All right, uh, to get back to the actual <laughs> golf sport, disc golf, uh, just to give you an update on the uh, point standings on the FPO side, nothing's changed. One through five, exactly the same. Chris Tatar, Katrina Allen, Missy Gannon, Ella Hanson, Holland, Hanley, in that order. On the MPO side, just a slight adjustment. Uh, Calvin Heinberg still sitting in first, Gannon second, Isaac Robinson. That's your one, two, three, as it's been for most of the season. But a certain McMahon of the Eagle kind has found his way into fourth place, and uh, James Proctor gets knocked down to fifth. How? Eagle didn't play this week. (laughs) I don't know. I'm 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 just relaying the information given to me. Are you sure you're looking at the right spot? 100%. DGPT standings. Last update, August 2nd at 12.40 a.m. Central Time. James Proctor in fifth is just wild. 
It is weird, but he's had a. I mean, he's had 16 starts. He's had nine top tens of those 16. So he's had a very, very good season. And Anthony Brella just right behind him. Uh, I think uh, 11 points behind him. Damn. Yeah. I, but, forgot, I to, forgot to shout it out. We were talking about MPO, but Chandler Kramer getting fourth. Um, if you don't have a good backhand, Chandler Kramer only throws forehands. So if you want to be a forehand only player, that's the best you're going to get. So any chance to like, see him on coverage. Kind of like the reverse uh, uh, <laughs> James Conrad. Yeah, or Isaac Robinson. Yeah. 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 Only I feel like backhand is the natural way to throw the disc so to decide fuck that i'm not doing that <laughs> like well is a, a bold lot of choice it, i feel like a lot of it also depends on your background because from what i've heard from people that grew up playing baseball forehand feels way more natural that is true i think that's why i like i do like forehand more i can't stand forehand does I not grew feel up playing baseball and i still can't throw forehand you cannot tell me that that feels right when throwing a disc. Does it me? Fuck I mean, off. it feels fine to me. It just doesn't go far. I mean, I, I, also, I also did it a lot problem. when I played Ultimate in high school. I college, mean, it goes so. a lot further than yours does. <laughs> hey, mine's, mine's getting better, man. It's How far can you throw I've forehand? never seen Devin throw a forehand that didn't either hit the first available tree or land more than like 30 feet ahead of him. How far can you throw a forehand right now, Devin? I can throw one probably in the 150 range. All right. It's not good, and I can't do it consistently. But I think that's, that's how far I can forehand a Berg. Good <laughs> <laughs> well, for you. Shots what fired. do you think? If we did a competition, add up our forehand and backhand throw. Yeah. Would, like would, the... would me or Peter win? You. Are you talking about like so we do like a punt pass kick whatever from No, football. we do one forehand, one backhand. One forehand, Whoever has one the most backhand. Total distance wins. One tomahawk. No, no tomahawks. I'm just trying to figure out so are you I don't know if I've seen you throw that many forehands, Dalen. I can throw like 235. I've also only played with you like 3 times, three times. maybe. So I know my backhand's longer than Peter's. Yeah. Right. Your backhand's he, probably the longest out of all three of us. Depends on the day. Sure. But if I can get it perfect, I've thrown this is not normal. I know I I have thrown three sixty five. Yes, that's longer than me. My longest and, is my longest is three twenty seven and I don't know how I did it. So But normal is like three ten. Still longer than me. And Peter, your backhand probably tops out at like what two eighty. Yeah, which is the same as my forehand. So yeah, so my forehand's probably like two forty. So we might tie. Well, yeah, if you ever maybe. play again, we'll figure it out. And then Devin's got like a solid three hundred plus zero. <laughs> <laughs> I have, I have a solid, uh, accurate, accurate two ninety. So. That's 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 my advantage over both of y'all is that I have a way more accurate backhand. Yeah, but you can't spike Heiser putt like I can. Nope. 
But I, no, also but I don't, don't think anyone to. can. <laughs> it's a skill that only I possess that no one else wants. Again, Dalen, if you ever play again, we can we can figure it out. Okay. <laughs> Maybe when it's not 110 degrees outside, I'll think about it. Listen, man, it's been like mid 80s this week. This week is the week to go. Oh yeah, I'll go with all my free time. Speaking of Peter, we should find a time to go get a practice round in. Are you for sure playing Saturday? Yeah, yeah, nope. I signed up. Nope. Dalen, you playing with us Saturday? When? Where? You want to do the tournament with us at Splinter? What tournament? The one that that Peter's covering you on. Oh yeah, I forgot about that. What time is it? Well, you didn't say for sure you wanted to do it, so. <laughs> What time is it? I need you to cover me. It's two. Uh, it's two rounds. The first one will probably start at like eight or nine. Probably eight. It's a bone tournament. He runs early. We'll see about that. <clears throat> well, I don't think it's full or anything. So just let me know. Yeah, it's not. All right. Switching back to disc golf. Professional disc golf. I was going to say, we were talking about disc golf. Professional. We did not go off the tangent this time. Uh, Let's switch from the Mid-America Open and jump over to this week's tournament, which, hey, I got to say, I think this is like the official welcome back from Europe tournament. It's an Elite Plus event. It's the second and last Elite Plus uh, tournament of the year, which means a four-rounder. It starts on Thursday and runs through Sunday. And there will be a cut after round three. Uh, the prize purse is supposed to be, you know, one of the biggest. That's what these Elite Plus events are. Plus, Ledgestone is known for having huge purses. Uh, last year, Wasaki won. He got $10,000 for his win. That's that's pretty good for just a typical stop on the Pro Tour. Um, and this one looks fun. It's It's... Two courses, uh, two rounds at each course. I forgot, completely forgot about this tournament until I watched uh, a lot of coverage earlier today of last year's event. Um, but it's two courses, one at Northwood Black, which is pretty wooded, uh, and then one over at a temp course around Eureka Lake, which is pretty open, similar to like a recreational park uh this golf um so you gotta find somebody that's gonna be consistent and good at at both both styles but i think this is gonna be a fun one there's definitely some unique holes at eureka yeah and uh a couple things that on here so northwood black like you said mostly in the uh woods also is pretty long 10,499 so basically 10,500 feet um, which is one of the longer tournament like courses of the year. They'll only have to do two rounds there though. Whereas Eureka Lake is only uh nine thousand six hundred sixty five feet. Ten thousand feet in the woods. Fuck yeah. that. Yeah, it's a it's a long trek. It's a long trek in the woods. I I did read that they expanded some uh, like satellite coverage there so that because yep. a lot of times and you probably if you watch mid-america open you probably saw this as well when they get into wooded courses it's harder to broadcast but they expanded their satellite coverage there so hopefully that won't be as big of an issue 
uh, for those turn rounds played at Northwood Black. And the last thing to touch on is this is the first tournament of the United series, which yep. we got all into last week, basically the revamp of part of the FPO for the end of the year. So they can include, uh, female transgender athletes, uh, such as Natalie Ryan, who is registered to play. So she will get a chance to uh, shine because she hasn't, like, she's only been on coverage, I think, really once this year, and that was the one round of OTB. So she has a chance to shine and and do all that and support uh, transgender disc golf. So, Yep, yep. I'm excited to see how that plays out uh, over the stretch. Uh of the end of the tour, um, as far as the the United series and, and how how all that goes, um, I was gonna say something about Eureka, and I I have one more thing to say about Eureka rail. Lake. It's a beautiful, beautiful course. Yeah, it is. Buck hole five. I don't know whose idea it was to put a disc golf hole to make you go around a baseball field, but it's fucking dumb. <laughs> <laughs> that's Devin, didn't that course we played in Georgia go around a baseball field? Um it went around a soccer field. Oh, okay. Like but, I, but I, I have... get it. I get that sometimes you have to work with the space that you have, but it's such a far it's a part I think that's what I hate really about it is it is a par three and it's such a long hole. I've, like I've uh, played I've played a course in Burlington that plays around like play plays around four baseball fields that are Peter. Know. This doesn't this baseball field thing doesn't feel like a big deal. Yeah. Have you seen is. the hold, Alan? Also, isn't, Probably. isn't there a it's hole? Basically, it's 476 feet with literally everything in front of the basket. All OB if you want to attack the basket. Okay, that sounds like something that every single pro can handle. Wait, so are you saying it's basically like an island hole? Not quite, because you have space out to the right. If I you thought want you to loved island holes. What's that? So you're telling me it's a par three design where the easy shot leads you to get a par, but if you want to go for it and it's more difficult, you can get a birdie. And you have a problem with this? <laughs> it is. It is kind of an island hole, island-ish. I will not be gaslit here. Let's move on. <laughs> I don't. I'm sorry. I don't see a problem with this. <laughs> I genuinely am not messing with you. I don't understand your point. I just, I just pulled up the caddy book to look at this hole specifically for hole five, and it's not that bad, man. I will not be gaslit <laughs> on this podcast. <laughs> Like that's that's definitely something that most pros should be able to do. It is a lot of OB. But if you swing it out wide enough, 470 feet, I mean you, you you got it. The space that you have in front and behind the basket is less than the circle and then you also basically only have circles length to the left. So it's like yeah, I don't know. It's it's just less than the circle. Probably 25-ish feet. It's not, it's not that bad. 
Anyways, given like given all that information, Dalen, it's time to get into some predictions. Who you feeling? Mm, mm, Ricky Wysocki. Oh, the guy that's won it three years in a row now? Yeah. Really hard pick there. <laughs> and then I think I'm going to ride the lightning with Owen Scoggins. Ooh, is Owen playing this week? Yeah, at least according to the website. Yeah, she is. Okay, cool. Good I don't just pick people without knowing if they're playing. I at least check that. Okay. All right. <laughs> Damn. Good picks. Solid picks. Who you got, Pete? For FPO, the tough choice. There's a lot of options here. There is. My gut wants me to pick somebody who we've both, who we've all picked a lot and then hasn't been able to win yet. And there's actually two people that fit that description. So I'm going to go with somebody I don't think I've picked yet, but I think she does have good enough balance in both the woods and power for Eureka Lake that she has a good shot of winning it. I'm going to pick Haley King. Dang, man. Aha. <laughs> All right. That's fine. <laughs> gotcha. I've, I've got a solid backup. Yeah, there's a lot of good choices for FPO for this one. Because now that everybody's playing. For the MPO, I'm going to go with somebody who has come in clutch for me in the past. And, pick Devin's pick. And is going to have a, uh, after losing last week on the last putt, I feel like is going to have a fire in him. And that's why I've picked him the other times and it's worked out for me. So I'm going to go with Gannon Burr for the MPO. It's a solid pick. He finished third last year. Uh, On the FPO side, I originally had Haley King written down, but I'm going to switch to... Man, something about... So my initial backup was going to be Missy Gannon. She won the event last year. Um... Something about Sayananda is sticking out to me. So I'm gonna I'm gonna switch to her. I think it's because we haven't seen her name in a while. Yeah, it could be. I looked at her so full disclosure, Missy Gannon was my first who I was gonna pick, and then I was like, that's let me down every single time as close as she's been. Same yeah. with Holland Hanley. Yeah. And I saw Sayananda and I was like, We haven't seen her in a while. <laughs> yeah, the last Pro Tour event she played was the DDO back in mid June. Yeah. Um she played a B tier in between there and won first. Obviously. So this could be a good bounce back tournament for her. Yeah. We've seen her play well in the woods. I don't remember how well she's played like in the more open well, well Portland open she, she got second. Yeah. Yeah. We'll see. I mean, I like I said, something something about her is just kind of sticking out to me. So, no, hey, I got you get it. You got to go with your gut. Yeah, that's that's what I'm doing. And on the uh, MPO side, my gut is kind of feeling Kyle Klein because he's been so close recently. He's had a lot of good finishes. Um, 
finished third at the Mid America, finished second at European Open. Um, You're stealing my idea. I I kind of wanted to go Kyle Klein, but I'm switching it up. I'm not going with him. I am going with somebody who finished in the top ten over in Europe at the European Open, and I'm going with the original King of the Woods and picking Chris Dickerson. Okay. I don't I don't know if any of us have. I feel like I might have picked him once this year. I think you picked early him on for the King of the Woods tournament, which was the Champions Cup. I might um, have. Yeah. Yeah. I feel I like mean, he's had a well weird year. Yeah, he, he's, he kind of kept getting hurt. Yeah. Um, but then he came back, and I mean, he put on a good showing with the Presidents Cup and the European Open. Finished getting his first top yep. ten. Yep finish in a while for the dgpt so he could be on the bounce back on the up and up that he had a long break so yeah that's what i'm hoping for i do like chris dickerson so he's fun man i feel like he's he's been definitely been overlooked this year just because he's had a weird season but i really like him i think he's a fun fun guy to watch I kind of wish I would have picked Simon. Still can. I mean, talk about no. another fun guy to watch. Your 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 pick is the smart one. Ricky has won this event three years in a row now. I mean, might as well take him. If he's healthy, might as well take him. I was going to take him even if he wasn't healthy as long as he's there. <laughs> well, I mean, you look at what he did at the reserve when he almost like sat out because his wrist hurt so much yep and then went on to never shoot another bogey or par again for the rest of the round yep all right Dalen, are you making a prediction for saturday between me and pete and possibly you because we all know where your prediction where what it's gonna be Devin's gonna win yeah am am i gonna win the event or am I just no. gonna be beat? No, no. I mean, I mean there's only like is, seven people in our division. This is a smaller you're gonna, field for sure. You're gonna come in third. Oh, don't say that. Peter's gonna come in fifth because no one loses because somebody always ends up going crazy bad. Oh yeah. I mean, there's guarantee there's going to be somebody that shoots thirty over in our division. Yeah, and it might be Peter. It probably might be. won't. It might be. <laughs> <clears throat> Hey guys, it probably won't. This the way tournament is for the kids, not for our petty squabbles. So this is this is true. And if I'm there, I'm gonna beat Peter, but not Devin. Sounds accurate. Yeah, I'm a realist. This is legitimately so. The one we're doing this weekend is a. Uh, it's called Backpack for Birdies fundraiser. It's all going towards you know back to school stuff for. The kiddos in the community. So if you do listen to us around the Myrtle Beach area and, um, you know, it's not a high level like tournament. If you want to dip your feet into the competitive scene and also give money to a good cause and play yeah. disc golf with some cool people and maybe Dalen, uh, you know, feel free to step on by. Uh, you you can, can still spot me there, right? What's that? You can still spot me there, right? Yeah. And uh, I think also it's $10, man. <laughs> I think they're also doing a raffle, so if you don't want to play but you still want to support, you know, feel free to do that too. Yep. It's ten dollars. I don't want to donate to children. 
Dalen believes that well, not, no. not just Liz teachers, Bass. but everybody in school should pay for their own supplies. All, all, all children left behind. <laughs> Look, if they want school supplies, they should get a job. What was it Jake said from Jake and Amir uh, that school lunches shouldn't be a thing? Yeah, bring your own food. Yeah, I'm pro-child labor. <laughs> R.I.P. Put stuff. Oh man! Before Jalen says anything else ridiculous, uh, I think we should probably wrap this up. <laughs> uh, no, uh, Ledgestone looks like it should be a fun time. It's uh, like I said, Eureka has a lot of fun holes that I'm interested uh, to watch for sure, uh, and. Obviously, I'm excited to to beat Peter at another tournament. I think that'll be a fun um, time, just like it always is. Um, but... Seeing as this is recorded, I feel like I should clarify that all of my statements were a joke. <laughs> <laughs> For legal purposes, I was not serious. This is a I don't support child labor. <laughs> well, as always... And I guess kids can have book bags. But you still need me to spot you? Yeah. Okay. Because he's he's not paying ten dollars. <laughs> As always, we appreciate you guys tuning in and listening to us in whatever capacity you are doing so. Uh, feel free to hop on over to our socials and follow us on there at Butt Stuff Pod on Facebook and Instagram, um, and maybe eventually we'll expand to other social media. But who knows? Uh, we'll the see. The the X or the threads <laughs> or threads, uh, but. Yeah, we appreciate it. We love you. Thank you for the support. Uh, and we will be back next week. What event is next week? I feel like I should know this off the top. You're of my supposed head. to do the thing. I know, but I had I uh L L W S open an idol an idle wild. We will see you next weekend for Idle Wild. Good job.